Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back, I'm Brian and... I'm Inessa. And we're both here to talk about the X-Men, and uh, I think it's fair to say, was it fair to say that we're both sort of melancholy? Yeah, we're a little melancholy today for various, various reasons, yeah. You've got reasons? I mean, I think I've got reasons. Oh, lucky you. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't need to go into them, but um, yeah, at some I'm, point, I'm yeah, pretty I'd sure I have reasons. Your reasons are. Yeah. Okay. I've got no reasons. Whatsoever. Yeah, no, I know you don't have yeah, any reasons. I suffer from mental illness. Yeah, I mean, I know you have, you know, you have. You <laughs> know, I mean, that's the reason, but. <laughs> general yeah. reasons, yeah, but not exactly. a specific reason, whereas I think I have a, like, a specific reason. Okay. Well, yeah. um, after we're done recording, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah. And we've talked about it a little bit. It's not anything we can talk about it now if you we want to. Okay. I can't remember what the reasons were. Let's talk about the X-Men instead. Cool. I wrote a recap. I didn't finish it. Okay. Did you? Okay. Carry I, on. I, I just, I, I, I lost interest. <laughs> I'm going to take that job away from you. Uh, I'll, your, I'll recaps, your recaps are always better than mine. That's why I like when you do them. Okay. A, that's not true. Yeah. Um, uh, B, I'll, I'll try to do better next time. Um, I'm getting back into the groove of recapping. You, yep. re, you recap the next one, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'll recap the one after that. Uh, I, I was trying to describe like the fight scene and I just, I, I will find out. We'll, we'll see exactly where I ran out of gas. Yeah. For me though. Okay. Well, go on. All right. Yeah. X-Men issue 194. There are three people on the cover or are they? One of them might be a robot and one of them is a threefer. The figure at the bottom is an amalgam of rogue, nightcrawler and colossus. Meanwhile, Juggernaut has been positively unjuggered or knotted or something. Anyway, he's supposed to be unstoppable, stoppable, but he's unconscious. Mm. The interior takes us to Midtown Manhattan, where the peace and tranquility of that fair city has been spoiled by the presence of Juggernaut. But this is apparently news to Mr. Knot. It's also news to the local populace who get a recap of the events of Marvel Team-Up issue number 150. I'd search for that issue and read it, but the Marvel app now sucks, so I can't and I won't. (laughs) In Westchester, which had seen some geographically specific snowfall, the X-Men are slowly waking up. Reaction to the news of Juggernaut's return is varied. Nightcrawler and Kitty just want some sleep. Colossus wants to throw down. Rachel wants to mourn her dead parents. Rogue wants to listen to music. And Wolverine is jogging barefoot in the snow. He returns to the house and brews coffee. Kurt showers before going out to check in on Juggernaut. It's almost like they're going to work. (laughs) Meanwhile, in Africa, Aurora may no longer have mutant powers, but she can still kick some colonial ass. (laughs) She stops a sexual assault, gets referred to by an offensive racial epithet, and I needed a a conjunctive word there. I thought Mm. there was a third thing there. Okay. She stops a sexual assault and gets referred to by an offensive racial epithet. Local recognizes Aurora as a weather goddess. The truth, as we know, is a bit more complicated. Back in New York, having taken a commuter train or something, the X-Men have gathered at the First United National Bank of New York, where (laughs) Juggernaut is taking out a small business loan. (laughs) Somehow that just slowly dawned on me. The The commuter train. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, uh, it's not called the Metro. It's not the MTA. I can't remember it's what they the, call uh, the thing. It's the MTA. It's not the path. No, it's not, it's the, not MTA. the MTA. It might be the MTA. Yeah, part of the MTA. I think it's a different network than mm. the um, 
than the subway system, hmm. but uh, whatever. Um, okay, we were not New York commuters long enough to no, know. No, I only uh, commuted like three times into the city while we lived there. Yeah, and I rarely did. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Juggernaut is taking out a small business loan. Uh, we're opening a savings account or some shit. <laughs> it looks like the day is about to end with nothing more than some superheroic surveillance and the triumph of our free market capitalist system. But no. A large robot, which is totally not a gay rights advocate, explodes onto the scene. Fisticuffs ensue. Kitty and Rachel phase into the bank vault. Juggernaut gets punched into a nearby construction site. The X-Men follow. Some fighting happens, and then it's over. The X-Men. That's where I ran out of steam. Yeah. The, the, the X-Men the, fight. The other the people X-Men fight. The X-Men fight. The robot fights. Uh, they fight. Uh, they fight. Yeah. They fight and fight rogue, and fight. Rogue. Fight, 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 fight. Morphs herself into an amalgam of herself, Kitty. Uh, it's actually a forfer. I realized that as I was rereading yeah, the Colossus. thing on the cover. Because uh, she, she's also Kitty. Yeah. She realized that she can't defeat the robot. Uh, for reasons unknown to us, he eventually fucks off. Yeah, he teleports and, away. And uh, then Juggernaut wakes up and uh, is not that grateful for their help. Yeah. They leave via the Morlock tunnels. And, oh, yeah, the Morlock tunnels. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we have sort of an epilogue. We get some Russian shit. We're epilogue. in Russia, and uh, the Russians are unsure what to make of uh, this this whole thing. Zerzhinsky Plaza. Yes. <laughs> Zerzhinsky. What is that? Can you show me? Are you asking for a translation? No, I'm asking you to be impressed with my uh, uh, compelling Russian pronunciation. Yes, it's good. It's compelling. (laughs) It's compelling you to move on. (laughs) Okay, cool. So we're in Russia and the Russians are trying to figure out, uh, you know, are the like sort of... Uh, if if Nimrod is defeated and he's part of the American government, then yeah. that's good. But then we why cannot are, afford a Nimrod gap. Why are the X Men uh, sort of on on the other side of that when they've been so helpful to America or something? Or something. Okay, and kind of kind of like the the Soviet version of Nick Fury. By the way, he's got the eye patch. Have we? So this was one of my questions. Am I supposed to know who that guy is? I don't know who this guy is. Okay. Uh, uh, the Committee for State Security, Soviet Soviet Russia's dreaded, dreaded, dreaded. KGB. Oh, remind dreaded. me what KGB stands for. Uh, I never get tired of this. I don't remember off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up. Okay. Uh, That's what it is. That's what it is. Can you tell our listeners what that means, what I just said? It means comrade or consulate or something. Where's the library? Comrade, where's the library? Comrade, where's the library? Bezapasnosti is like safety or like yeah. Bez is without and apasna is danger. Wait, did you? I didn't do anything. It's right there. <laughs> it's right there in the goddamn comic. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even see that. My eye is just like, I have uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, Komitat, Komitat, Bezapasnosti. Bezapasnosti. Okay. 
Very good. Uh, Staatssicherheit, um, Geheimen Staatspolizei. Yeah. Uh, so that was um, t- kind of two-thirds of a recap from me, and then the final third of a recap uh, from you. Thank you very much. You what do we welcome. think? I love this issue. You love this issue? I love the beginning of it. I me didn't too, really man. care about the fight. I mean, the fight was fine. And the fighting was, was there. Yeah, 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 the fighting was, was there. Yeah, kind of and, a common uh, thread here. Yeah. Uh, Jason Powell makes the good point in his in his little blurb about yeah. it that um you know that sort of amalgamation thing was probably a lot cooler the first, the first time, time yeah. uh that it happened it's still pretty cool there yeah. um and actually i had i think i read the jason powell stuff before i actually finished the last whatever handful of pa- i was reading it at night and yeah things that i read at night don't make sense to me because i'm yeah 75 asleep sure so um, but I loved the beginning of it. Like I loved the 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 I loved their little like bits where you see them kind of just as people. Yeah. Um, they're like waking up and you know watching each of them react to it, and I love all of that. I do as well. Yeah, uh, fully agree with you. The domestic bits were the elements that really kept me drawn to yeah. the X Men as a kid. Yeah, uh, they're delightful to go back to now. Uh, this notion that they've got this they've got this place where i don't want to say they feel like they're at home because heaven knows they carry their emotional trauma with them but um this idea that they are a kind of a manufactured family was was something that that really appealed to me right uh, as a kid kid, and and i still find it uh really touching Mm -hmm. that um all of these disparate people uh share a roof right right they'll have their own rooms yeah 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 nightcrawler's got an errol flynn poster up in his room which is great yeah um kitty shares a room with yeah kitty shares room uh but it's great because they're besties and so uh that that, that's awesome right and they're also young yeah right right uh so 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 we loved it um (laughs) as as i was writing the recap the fact that juggernaut do they establish what he's doing at the bank (laughs) No, I don't think he we wasn't ever... there to rob it. No, I don't <laughs> think we ever know what he's like taking out. A... He's buying a house. <laughs> he's exactly. buying a house in Westchester. He, he's an escrow. Taking out a loan. Gotcha. He's an escrow. <laughs> I, 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 that, that, like, I, I, there is surely there's there's an issue where something like that is going to happen, where they think that something you know some bad shit's about to go down and it doesn't. Right. Uh, and, and we haven't read one of those yet, have we? I don't think. Um, I don't. Think so. In the darker corners of my memory, I'm pretty convinced that I've read a story like that where somebody thinks that something's happening, but but it actually doesn't. Hmm. Um, but but there's going to be an issue where like that's how it ends, where <laughs> Juggernaut, it, it, it like Nimrod doesn't appear at all, right. and and it ends with. Uh, Juggernaut having exchanging words with the X Men, and they're like, "Hey, we got our eyes on you." And Juggernaut says, "Look, man." <laughs> <laughs> I've tried, I've tried super villainy. It's just not, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not shaping up. I found this little bungalow. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I just want to, I just want to get yeah. some rest, yeah. man. <laughs> sort um, of like Thanos. Uh, not quite like the end Thanos. Of, yeah, <laughs> just want to sit in my garden. Yeah. Um, no one shall make Juggernaut afraid. Yeah. Make Juggernaut not afraid. There's a double negative. No one shall make Juggernaut yeah, not afraid. Sit under Everyone makes Juggernaut afraid. Whatever. I can't. What's yeah. the logical contrapositive of, of your sentence? Yeah. That no, it's like the thing from the. It just reminded me of the George Washington thing from, uh, from George Washington's life, but also from Hamilton. 
But George Washington. George right? Washington wants to sit under his own. Wants to sit under his own vine. Yeah. 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 What does that have to do with him being afraid? No one shall make him afraid. That's why he wants to buy a house in Westchester. Is that a anyway, lyric? No, is that a lyric, a lyric from Hamilton? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's from George um, Washington's like actual, I think, letter. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, that I don't. That I don't recall. Yeah. I know. Um. Uh, one more time, and and hooray, and all that. But yeah. um. Also from the prayer for peace, very similarly, from Judaism. No one will shall lay down, and no yeah, one will yeah, terrify yeah, you. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. Uh, I read that. Anyway. Like, well, well, hang on. Um. Yeah. Uh, one more thing on uh, uh, George Washington. I don't think that we've done this on this podcast, although very probably. Uh, the Roman Emperor Diocletian, mm. who retired, and then they wanted him. Oh, the camp! We have actually talked about this, exactly. The I, I yeah. love that. I love yeah. that so much because he was. Have you this seen? Fierce, was like, <laughs> they all approach him and say, "Like, hey, well, we need you to get back in the game." Uh, the the, uh, the Visigoths. I mean, oh, oi! <laughs> and then, it's, if you could see these cabbages, you would understand yeah. why. Actually, which is actually a good segue. Yeah. Into Cabbages? that conversation yeah. is a good segue into the conversation that, um, you know, that I loved and I'm sure you loved and sure. Jason Powell also loved between Nightcrawler and, and uh, Wolverine when... The coffee? Yeah, yeah, Nightcrawler was like, do we have to? <laughs> and uh, Wolverine's like, we never have to. <laughs> that's great. You know, we can yeah. stay here and tend our cabbages. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm very delighted to have read Jason Powell. Uh, the fact that he emphasizes that, yeah. I, I looked at it. I paid more attention to it because when I'm reading it, I, I tend to just kind of gloss over those things. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. in the moment, it, it sounds almost like, like just sort of just transitional, very low wattage uh, rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in a way, almost sort of like, like banal superheroism. It is that, but actually in a very, in a very good way. Like, do we have to, you know, we never do. Yeah. And it's something that, if it were done cinematically, it could be done wrong. <laughs> it could be sort of have a lot of over overwrought. Uh, exactly, there'd emotion, be there'd like so much, it, it, too pauses. much gravity yeah, too much on that. The fact yeah. that it, it's banal and and takes place against the backdrop of all of this other pedestrian stuff happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, juggernaut d- d- applying bank, for yeah. a credit card yeah. <laughs> or something. Uh, it suggests, it, it, which is which is fantastic, and and Kurt, like going to work, the the quotidian mm-hmm, nature, nature of, of superheroing suddenly becomes very relatable. Yeah, uh, like, I don't. If anybody, if any of my coworkers are listening, <laughs> you'll hear it first. I never want to go to work, man. <laughs> I'm not saying that there's there are no rewards, that right. there are no positives, but. Um, if I were financially, if we were financially independent, I wouldn't go to work. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think a yeah. lot of people wouldn't wouldn't necessarily. Yeah. I mean, they might go to a different and, kind of work, but you know, they wouldn't necessarily go to that work. Yeah. Well, what's great about this is you know the X Men. Weirdly, they are financially independent. They do go to work. Right. Uh, and that I think stirs me kind of morally <laughs> more so than. Like, like I'm physically overtaxed, but I need to continue fighting or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, Nightcrawler. I, di- I didn't get enough sleep last night. Um, thank God there's coffee. Ugh. All right. Yeah, time to make the donuts. Time to make the donuts, right. Right, because it feels like a choice. I had actually written down, so like when they there was like the little newscaster bit. Yeah. 
and, you know, he says, like, denounced by elements of both government and media, the X-Men, whatever, more than ready to protect a public that distrusts and even fears them. Um, and then maybe because I paid extra attention to that, then when I got to the, do we have to? Nope, we never have to. Right. Um, you know, even before I had read that in the Jason Powell stuff, I wrote it down in my little book oh, where I write shit down because, because, uh, because I, I really liked that. Yeah. Part. Very good. Yeah. Very good. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you liked it. Um, what else? We, I, I, I didn't. Ugh, I, I needed to have made more notes. Um, I shall say this: uh, Jason Powell talks about uh, John Romita Jr.'s art and how it's not as strong as uh, Sienkiewicz, and he may have mentioned like Paul Smith as well. But mm, I'm not sure who he mentioned. Um, Sienkiewicz is contemporary at this time, so so like Claremont is writing both New Mutants and the X Men. Sienkiewicz is doing the art on New Mutants, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Powell uh, get, it posits this idea that Claremont it felt... Had ennui at this point about his own yeah. necessity to go to work. Well, yeah. But also, yeah. specifically with, with um, John Romita Jr., one of the joys of rereading this stuff is just how strong J.R.J.'s work is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember it. Uh, as being being quite so good, mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and this issue in particular, uh, I think, looks fantastic. Um, now, Sinkevich is like, like you can't say he's in a different league. He's playing a completely different game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think that both of them are strong. Sinkevich, you'll give him the nod because it's just, it's groundbreaking and and and, and really. Uh, seismic, but um, Jerry G. I, I, I read that. I was like, "Hey, Jerry J's doing really good work." <laughs> and so I was, uh, I, you know, I, I, I'll quibble with, with, with Powell his, on yeah. that point. So he actually, like, another sort of procedural, not procedural, but sort of a more meta question. I was looking yeah. at the splash page, and maybe I've never noticed this before. Yeah. What's a finisher? Uh, there. Uh, let me make sure that I'm getting this right. They're going to mean inker inks. Although it's possible that they're doing some pencil work as well. Hmm. Okay. Uh, typically, the line share of that is going to be ink. Okay. I was, wasn't, I was like, has this yeah. been on there all the time? And I've never, I did, I mean, I could have answered that question for myself by going back and looking at previous issues, but I did not do that. I just yeah. made a note. What is a finisher? <laughs> yeah. Um, you will, s- hopefully, my memory jives with reality here. I think sometimes you'll see the art credited as like breakdown and finish and and not being fluent in all of the detail elements of of how the art in a comic is is done. Uh, You know, in in my brain, it's like, you know, breakdowns is somebody just draws a bunch of stick figures in, (laughs) in, in panels. Um, It's it's more to it than that, I think. But um, there is an element of, uh, and again, hopefully I'm correct about this. Uh, they'll do like character art, but like the background, all of like the bits and pieces and whatever uh, a, a major artist might leave unfinished. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking in particular when you had guys like Jack Kirby back in the 60s, he was cranking out page after page of this show. Mm-hmm. And actually Kirby probably did all of his backgrounds because they have a, a pretty, pretty distinct look. But um, I going to presume that there were instances when Kirby would have said, 
can somebody else draw <laughs> somebody like this for me? <laughs> yeah, like the brick wall yeah. <laughs> in the background, uh, or or some other shit like that. I wish, some, I, had, I, wish I had an artistic job like that. What of drawing of, shit? Like I wish I wish I could draw, and that that was my job. That'd be fun. Um, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry. Um. I, I, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to correct how you feel. I would. I would. <laughs> I, was, be, I, was, I, was gauging, I would be I was particularly good yeah. at like you know not having the creative idea, but like filling in all the shit in the background. I think that would really be my strength. Yeah, I could. I yeah. could see that. <laughs> uh, I, I could see you thinking that. Uh, I'll. I'll put it like this. Do, do you enjoy laminating? I do enjoy laminating. Okay, that's. Okay. I, I wasn't sure if you did or you didn't, I do. but. It, it I feels love the whole similar. laminating process. Yeah. Yeah, and then like cutting out. Oh, cutting out the laminate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When yeah. I get so, to cut out laminate, that's that's a really exciting day in elementary school. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that, that all tracks. <laughs> all, right. all right. Yeah. I mean, I like knitting, but I can't design things. I like cross stitching, but I can't. Sure. Design. I can't come up with the idea. Pick the colors. Yeah. I can't do any of that. But if you hand me a thing that's a pattern. Uh, You'll knit it. I will knit it or stitch You'll it or whatever, it or whatever, and it will be yeah. very, very neat and yeah. careful. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's that's me. Anyway, um, you think that you would enjoy mowing the mowing the lawn? I do not well. enjoy mowing the lawn. Yeah, it's too yeah. hot. So, oh, fair enough. Okay, it's too physical. Like it's too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Got it. It's too physically taxing. Unlike yeah, I, I, or I find laminating. Uh, apart from the heat, I'll actually. If it's not hot out, I, I I I do get a kick out of mowing the lawn because yeah, it is one of these like it's pretty hard to fuck it up. Yeah, I enjoy being done with it, but I don't really enjoy the process of doing it. And then yeah. it's you know because of that, it's kind of hard for me to motivate myself to to do it. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, ditto running. I, I finally went for a run uh, today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did it. I, I did do yeah. it. I, I can't remember who it was that that said this. Uh, running for me uh, or mowing the lawn. Uh, someone once remarked about writing, they enjoy having written. I mean, you can say that about parenting. Yeah. Well, no, no, yeah. hang on. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> I've heard that, that said about, about parenting. I, yeah. Um. Okay. I, I, I disagree with that on, yeah. about parenting. Uh. But like, I love having mode. I yeah. love having run. <laughs> and as a writer who just, I mean, I, I'm not a writer. Um. As, some, as someone who needs to write more often than they'd care to, I hate writing. Love having written. Love having written. Yeah. Well, I love I love having published because like the editing process, depending on who it is that I'm that I'm dealing with, that that might or might not be a joy. Because mm-hmm. editing is fucking easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, uh, I, I I enjoy parenting. Yeah. I, I like having parented. Yeah, I don't parenting. know. I have, have said. I mean, I'm not saying that that's how I feel. Okay. I'm saying that I've heard the same thing said about parenting. So finishers love having finished. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just to bring it back to the comics. So I think this is the second issue where one of the sort of fighting tack, the second issue in a row, yeah. where one of the fighting tactics is that like one X Man throws another X Man at something. Oh, the fastball special. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. We have to have seen more than two. Uh, two this in a row. Like... I don't know. I feel like last time. I didn't really notice it that much, but then okay. this time this when I read it, common. I was like, we just did that last week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they will do that in virtually every fight scene. That's yeah. why I'm, I'm uh, yes, the, uh, twice in maybe a row. The, but maybe it's, a psych- it's just the second time that they've, where, you know, fastball special they've is, given it a name. They'll very often name check it huh. as well. Uh, the, sort of the classic fastball special is Colossus throws Wolverine. Mm-mm. This one is a slight alteration because Rogue throws Wolverine. 
there's one, and we have to have read this, where because they were in like a low G environment, Wolverine throws Colossus. I don't remember that one. Um, I don't know what issue it happened in, mm. but uh, they do they do that. Hmm. Maybe I've just never paid attention to it having a name before, but I thought that was pretty pretty charming. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're going to be uh, you'll <laughs> charmed be charmed again in the future. Yeah. yeah. Um. What do we think of uh, Nimrod, gay icon? <laughs> Why is he? Yeah, I meant to ask you that. Why is it his costume? <laughs> Well, yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm being uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully not not insensitive. Um, he's got that pink triangle. Oh, yeah, fair. <laughs> his whole thing is pink, and then like the pink triangle. And by the way, um, I I know that that's just there is no subtext about that. Yeah. At, at that time, I mean, definitely, um, uh, gay rights movement in the mid '80s was very much a thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, and. and Anyway, um, oh, oh, the Reagan years, <laughs> and and I can't remember what proposition it was in the UK. Uh, the UK um, also uh, they passed some law, and I don't recall the um, specifics of it. But um, Alan Moore and a bunch of other comics artists uh, did like a benefit to uh, you know. To raise awareness about that about that law, not so much awareness that I can remember. <laughs> You're actually aware of it. It yeah. was like 30 years ago. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. but no, it's a um, long time ago. Yeah, like the Thatcher administration was also um, like not awesome uh, yeah. about that. Um, what I'm saying is that uh, you know, gay rights were very much on the agenda at that time, and this would have been a corner of uh, of the entertainment industry that. Some of them are simpatico. Claremont, mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure, is. Uh, and the X-Men these days definitely are. Yeah. Uh, these Reading the X-Men is like, like, like taking a trip to Key West. Right, right, um, yeah. I mean, I but, think a lot of yeah, yeah. media. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> at that time, uh, it would not have been impossible for this to have been uh, something which is uh, sympathetic, sympathizing with that movement. But I think it's just, I think it's just happenstance. Coincidence. Yeah. Um. I, but actually, uh, uh, it would be awful because Nimrod's a villain. <laughs> so he's the person. The big gay villain. The big gay villain. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so there was this sort of throwaway. I don't have a lot to say about Nimrod. I like his yeah. funny way of, of talking. Okay. Um, you know, I'm sort of curious what what's going to, why he left and kind of, you know, whether, he, I can't remember whether you have said in the past that he becomes like a main thing or then sort of just mm-hmm. fades away because they don't know what to do with him. I like this him is not the a, last time you will see him. Right. Yeah, as a proxy for the, yeah. you know, for the the the, the evil um, intent of the American government as regards to the X-Men now that they've infiltrated, you know, the, the mountain, whatever, from last week. Yeah. Um, but unrelated to Nimrod. So there was this little kind of throwaway line that for whatever reason stood out to me um, as a very kitty thing when like Rogue is, is Rachel is trying to kill somebody or something and Rogue is like, oh, she's as much of a killer as, um, she's as much of a killer as Wolverine. And Kitty was like, you know, are you ha- like, you're, are you happy about that? I'm not. Okay. Um, hmm. That seemed like a, I don't know, that sort of stood out to me as like another little moment of um, kind of Kitty's humanity or, yeah. or yeah. you know, just a, it was just I got a, real, this is like page 19. Yeah, a little exchange, but sort of a reminder of, of kind of what the X-Men strive to be about, yeah. even though they don't always, as 
with Wolverine, who, you know, we've said is too morally compromised to be the leader, um, you know, what what their sort of aim is. Mm -hmm. However, they're portrayed as like maybe villains or coming up to be portrayed as villains by, you know, whomever. So... I don't know. That was something that stood out to me. Um, I missed it, but uh, yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, and, and well spotted. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, I'm, I'm distracted by like the graffiti on the uh, the bricks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the previous panel. Uh, Dean Cool Shoes. I don't know what that means. Someone's, right. One of the comics, like one of the artists' kid or something was named Probably. Dean. That's what I would yeah, do if yeah. I was... So the other thing yeah. that I have that I was actually... So interestingly... A few days ago, I was in the shower where I do most of my thinking, and I was thinking about Russians, and I was thinking Ah. about, like, why don't we see more Russians as baddies? At this time. At this time. In In the mid-80s. In the mid-80s, in the X-Men. Like, you know, Russians were like a big feature in American day-to-day sort of a... Uh, One need look no further than Rocky Four. Paranoia. You're not paranoia. You know, whatever. Concern. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I was just suddenly I had this kind of random thought, like, why haven't they done more with the Russians in terms of evil? And then I was happy to get to this end of (laughs) this issue. And like, finally, they've taken up the question of the Russians. Period. Okay. Um, I don't know if anything more happens with that. Um, That is a good point. And you're correct. The... Early sixty, the Silver Age. There, um, there's a character in Spider-Man, Craven the Hunter, and I don't think he's Russian, but he's he's like vaguely Soviet, he's mm. Eastern European. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm struggling to think of others. Yeah, I mean, maybe you know, I don't know. Maybe yeah. there are other titles at the time that were really, really leaning into, uh, you know, Russians as as evil threat type yeah, things but yeah. you know the, the x-men haven't really touched that and that was, occurred to me was weird mm-hmm. uh black widow is she is in daredevil and she's a former soviet agent yeah uh, much like she is in the mcu um professional wrestling was all about that they'd find anybody who looked uh vaguely slavic yeah. and just Slap a name on them. Uh, Nikolai Volkov being yeah. being among the. I remember Nikolai Volkov. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was great. Um... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe like, I mean, you tell me. Like, as a date for me, obviously, the experience of being Russian was right. very, very like um, raw at that time. Still, and you know, I still I got teased about it. You know, not in any sort of way that I, yeah. I need therapy for, but like. Sure. People in my life were, you know, American kids around me were aware of mine. It wasn't just me. There were a bunch of Russian kids and there was some teasing around that. And, you know, there was something, you know, I was like, they would call me a communist. And it was like, I don't really know what that, I don't know what that is. And I know you don't know what it is. And I know it's a bad thing, but like, I don't understand why you're calling me that. And you don't understand why you're calling me that, you know, whatever. But like, again, it was not, it wasn't something that was looking back on it necessarily like that traumatic but for i mean it was, it was unwelcome just, it was unwelcome and it yeah. was in my consciousness but like sure. as a as you growing up similar age in a different yeah. place maybe not surrounded you know not in a hot bed of russian immigration <laughs> you know were you yeah. aware of the sort of russians as a as a threat yes um although it, it, it's interesting because uh i was skeptical and I know my brother was too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So we'll say this is like 83, 84, thereabouts. And so we all saw war games and we realized like, okay, that was <laughs> that was a much lighter but still meaningful uh, version of like Doctor Strangelove. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strangelove is pretty light, actually, the, the way that it comes across. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, like, the overall effect is heavy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. War games actually, I think, is similar. I mean, I, I watched that as a kid and I was like, oh. Shit, like I could, <laughs> like I could die tomorrow, and and so so it, it, it they're they're entangled with one another. Sort of the Soviet, uh, the idea of, of of the USSR and also nuclear war, they're entangled with one another, but they were distinct. Because mm-hmm. like, well, we've got nuclear weapons too, right? <laughs> you know, like we could start this, and they could whatever, right? Um, so. I was skeptical about the Soviet threat, uh, largely because I was I was not a I was not a fan of Reagan mm-hmm. when I was, I was a kid, but it, I was I was starting to have an awareness of policy and, and society and things like that, and there was a lot about the guy I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking back, I mean, you know, the edges have been kind of sanded for me there. I, I still think that he's overrated as mm-hmm. a president, mm-hmm. but. Um, Anyway, so I was skeptical about like like you know I, I'm not sure if Reagan is being straight with us, right? Okay. <laughs> um, because we seem to be living in a society in the United States that, although it's good and I'm enjoying it, it might not be the egalitarian paradise that some people would have us believe. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a lot of economic inequality. <laughs> the Soviets have a system that's designed to combat that. <clears throat> I'm open to further arguments you were at the time yeah yeah and yeah. and so um you know that that didn't play out in any in any meaningful way right. it wasn't old enough to vote there weren't any any kids sure uh you know there were not not any 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 soviet immigrants um actually what it means is that if had you and i been at the same middle school like i would have sat with you at lunch <laughs> i think now i i have to i have to I, I don't have to, but I'm going to. So we didn't have any 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 Soviets uh, around at the time, and I'm I'm thinking of middle school. There's a kid who's Indian, mm-hmm. Indian like from India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were not nice to him. Yeah, uh, and he was he, not loads of Indians uh, at that school. One or two, maybe, but enough to be just you know conspicuous minority. And we were assholes. Now. Years later, and, and we, I have to qualify this because he's Indian from India, like we would conflate that with Native American because Indian was still the term of art mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we weren't even we weren't even using the, the right, right <laughs> slurs. <laughs> it, it, it was so fucked up. And, yeah. and, and let me just it's be similar clear. to calling me a communist. It's like, hold on. That's well, not, that's even not worse. right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's, um, it'd be like, we're calling you a Zoroastrian <laughs> because you're Jewish or something like that. Like just our own ignorance. Yeah. And let's be, let's be clear that I have a heavy degree of shame and regret yeah, about of this. Uh, you know, kids are assholes. Yeah, and, definitely and assholes. I, I wish I could tell you that, that I, I was the better yeah. person at the time. Years later, I actually connected with this guy on Facebook. And we're both, like, you know, in our mid-40s. Yeah. And I sent him a note. And he said, um, hey, back in middle school, like, I said some stuff and to you. And other kids said some stuff yeah. to you. And I didn't tell them not to. And, like, I feel really bad about that. Yeah. He wrote back. And he's like, 
I actually don't remember that. I, yeah. I, I, you, you were a really funny guy, and and you you, you, you you're fine. Oh. Like, I'm delighted that you blocked that out. <laughs> but uh, it, it did it did feel nice to try to you know come to some resolution yeah. there. Like, like I'm, I'm sorry that I was such an egregious asshole. Yeah, yeah. you're a nice guy, and you didn't deserve that, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think you probably don't need to continue to feel bad about that at this. point. I don't. Yeah. yeah no, I don't. I mean, and, and he said it, and I'll, I'm going to take it at face yeah, value. Yeah, um, and, you know, he may have said what he thinks I want to hear or something like that, but I'll just take it at face value and like cool we both moved on and and you know i'm off of facebook you know for that time like he, he was married he's got a couple of kids kids are gorgeous like, and he was bright like he's he's gonna be he's fine. gonna be fine right. you know <laughs> like he's, he's gonna be good yeah uh yeah all right uh so uh stereotyping is bad yeah don't be mean yeah speaking of stereotyping we've got uh, a few minutes left um do you have anything else about this issue? No, or... I no, I don't. Okay, I enjoyed cool. this issue. Uh, it was fun to be able to like. I actually read it and took notes, and I read yeah. the Powell stuff. I didn't, you know, do much more research than that. Sure. But it actually felt I, I felt a little bit more prepared today, which was my goal. We, we're getting back to even yeah. here, um, and and next time I do a recap, it'll, it'll be a full recap. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I'm, I'm having a bad. I don't know, man. I, I'm just not. Ugh, I'm in a weird place. Um. Okay, can we talk briefly about so happy Hanukkah? Thanks. Can we talk briefly about Hanukkah? Sure. All right. So <laughs> I don't know if it's coincidence or what, but I read like two or three things, at least two in the Atlantic, I think one somewhere else randomly about uh, about Hanukkah itself and and maybe like second guessing <laughs> the American uh, embrace of Hanukkah. So. Here's where that's coming from. You, mm-hmm. you needn't be worried. No, no, I'm not worried. I'm yeah, actually, I'm, it's funny because I read something in the Washington Post. Maybe that's what I read And as it well. made yeah. me want to go back and read. I did, read yeah, it was the Washington Post, yeah. Because the, that People Love Dead Jews book, which right. if you're Jewish or if you're not Jewish, you should go out and <laughs> buy this person. book and read it. It's called People <laughs> yeah. Love Dead Jews. Uh, yeah. Um, and I'll get to that. After and I, yeah. and she was talking about Hanukkah and a sort of a, a mischaracterization of Hanukkah, but I don't think it's, I need to go. I wanted to go back today and reread that section, yeah. and I didn't. I'm not actually that knowledgeable about Hanukkah, yeah. apart from the very, very basic. There was, you know, similar. To, like, I think in the article they said it's like, you know, when you've got 20% charge on your phone and it lasts for two hours. <laughs> if, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you read that quote, that was in the Washington yeah, Post. Yeah, exactly. I, I did read the Washington yeah. Post article this morning. Um, um, and so I needed to I need to go back and um, <clears throat> re- reread and sort of refamiliarize myself sure. with the 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 bad parts of the Hanukkah story. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not sure do, that they're going to be the same. I do. Yeah. Because okay. I wanted to, after it. I yeah, read that yeah. article, um, you know, I'm not sure that they're going to be the same. The Washington post thing felt very like, uh, you know, there were these bad Jews and there were these other sort of assimilated wanting to assimilate good Jews and the yeah. conflict between them. But I'm not sure that that book takes the same approach, but maybe it does. Yeah, I just that was, that was an element of, of, of yeah. the, uh, of the Maccabean yeah. uh, thing. Um, Definitely do that. From my perspective, I, I, I read that, and there's another in the Atlantic, almost with a sense of a sort of detached bemusement, mm-hmm. because um, I mean, our uh, experience of Hanukkah is what I hope. Because thinking of this through the eyes of our children, it is a way to spend the week uh, enjoying this this part of of who they are. Right. Okay. And so eating the, some fried things, opening some gifts. That's the thing. Right. So the the Atlantic article, there's the there's an Atlantic article about Lockies and how it's like, oh, 
Did you know that like Jews didn't actually eat latkes two hundred years ago or a thousand years ago? Of course they did. Well, the, the Atlantic well, fucked read- straight off. Yeah. That's well, the- I'm reading this and I was like, God damn it! <laughs> Haven't they suffered enough? Latkes are delicious. They're not authentic. We don't give a fuck. Latkes okay? are. I mean, they're just a, so like. I'm assuming that P- the Jews started eating latkes when they were in Eastern Europe, and there wasn't a whole lot other than fucking potatoes to eat. <laughs> well, <laughs> read the article because apparently not even until these potatoes? yeah, like not even until like the 17th or 18th century were potatoes in Europe, and yeah. that's that that's true because yeah. they they were an import from from uh, the Western Hemisphere. But how Much long lo- have Jews been eating latkes? On not since before the 17th or 18th century. They didn't make them with potatoes. Oh. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. J- just like um, Italian food, like the Romans never ate, ate any fucking tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. The sort of food, food originalism is, uh, or whatever, not, not originalism. What's the word that I'm looking for? Like uh, 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 authenticationism. Gatekeeping is. Yeah. is just fucking ridiculous. Like food yeah. is yeah. a thing. It's, you know, Similar, which reminds me of yeah. that brilliant lady that we saw on that show about, I can't even remember who hosted that show, where someone was asking her about, like, whether it's racist to cook fried chicken. And oh, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. like, so I think every culture has figured out that if you take poultry <laughs> and dredge it in flour and yeah. fry it, it's delicious. Yeah, that, that was uh, David Chang, yeah. uh, where he talks about uh, fried, I think it's uh, I think it's about fried chicken. Yeah. My second favorite food, I love fried chicken. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it wasn't potatoes, yeah. it was potatoes, we eat potatoes now, who cares? They're not right. like... You know, the rabbi's not up there talking about uh, the, the, the religious significance <clears throat> of potato potatoes. pancakes. Right. It's just a thing that people do that's, you know, a food that is cooked yeah. in oil. To When we talk about oil, which is sort of a meaningful feature of that story for good or ill, right. whatever, who cares? Potatoes. Uh, fully on board. Yeah. And and as someone who has an Irish surname, yeah, eat potatoes, man. Eat potatoes. <laughs> I mean. I love it. Um, and, Fry some and potatoes tonight. We're, yeah, we're, we're not about culinary gatekeeping because it's bullshit it is is one of the best ways for cultures to uh to come together uh and 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 to share right there's just very little that is more human and welcoming and something that that stirs empathy in the sense of like having the same experience as another person and seeing the world through their eyes as sharing food right don't fucking complicate it. Yeah, yeah. It just does. I mean, I have no like the yeah. like if someone tells me that they cook, you know, potato pancakes at any time of their lives or on Hanukkah, even as just a you know, my family's into learning about other religions and this is a thing that we do, even sure. if I think it's kind of dumb. Right. Like, <clears throat> who care? I'm not going to be like, no, yeah. that's not for you. Those are only for us. Right. That's or ridiculous. You do, or to say. It is for you, yeah. for somebody to say, that's actually for you, but you're doing it wrong. Right, no. Right? The, the um, actually. Actually, yeah. yeah. Um, actually. Yeah. So I, I, I was up last night and I watched an episode of uh, David Chang, the one where he's talking about barbecue, and it was fucking great because barbecue is one of these that has all of these regional uh, uh, adherents and, and it's um, you know, people can get kind of up in arms about it. Uh-huh. He says, like, Korean's barbecue. Yeah. Uh, Peking duck is barbecue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so what, what are we, what are we claiming what is it to that we're, Yeah. What are we arguing about? Right. Don't we have other things to argue about? Anyway. Tragically, we do. we do. Um, tonight we're going to eat latkes. We are. And if anybody thinks that I'm doing them wrong. <laughs> they can. <laughs> or that, you know, whatever, they can fuck straight off. Yeah. <laughs> they can fuck that sky high. <laughs>
Uh, All right, are we done? Yeah, I think we're pretty much done. Cool. Um, looking forward to the latkes, uh, which you make so wonderfully. Yeah. They're delicious, and I can't wait to eat them. Thanks. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Thank you for listening to the X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa. <laughs>